RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Hey, it's MJ, and of course, many of you know me as Todd Schnitt, and people always say, is the MJ Morning Show ever coming back? Well, guess what? We're back. Here it is. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast. Fester! Hey, MJ. Froggy! Hey, MJ. Now, we that sounded just like Fester. <laughs> <laughs> hey, MJ. What the hell are you doing? Hey, good to be here, man. We've got a lot of catching up to do, and let me throw out a teaser. The Turkey Fryer fire incident. Fester, did that scare you schnitless or what? Yeah, it was a a scary time. That's a hell of a story. And there are a lot of layers and a lot of this story has never been told. We're going to talk about the infamous Turkey Fryer fire, and that'll be coming up a little later on in the podcast. Before we do any of that, what, what the hell are we doing here? For real. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? What, what is this? I mean, you're getting right into teasing stuff. You're talking about the turkey fryer fire immediately? <laughs> what are you doing? That's, it's a tease. I mean, that was a horrific. Sure. Remember. Let's set this whole thing upright. In April, MJ says, hey, you know, we should do an MJ Morning Show reunion podcast. And I said, who the hell cares? And you said. Oh, tons of people care. I'm telling you. Listen, I, I still do the Schnitt Show, obviously. That show is, what, eight? years the schnitt show we're on like 50 something affiliates and you know, you've been doing that 18 years, 18 years. oh my god hey, i did the schnitt show Ooh. side by side with the mj morning show for 11 years oh i remember yeah <laughs> i remember you had two shows we during that time. we were reminded often <laughs> i did no but seriously it's non-stop i get tons of contact you know my twitter feed is at todd schnitt my instagram at certified todd schnitt and people Get a hold of me on my Schnitt Show email. They call Sue, my producer for the Schnitt Show. Hey, is the MJ Morning Show ever coming back? It's nonstop. It's multiple times a week that I get hit up on social media on my Twitter account. Hey, any chance of the MJ Morning Show coming back? And I said, you know what? Yeah. And I started teasing. Hey, big MJ Morning Show announcement. And here we are. So we're, we're doing the podcast. That sounds great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Meredith couldn't be here. Because Meredith actually works for Orlando, right? She's a big-time co-host over with uh, Orlando. And remind right? me of the history. Uh, Who did we have in the Meredith? Before Meredith, who did we have? Oh, God. Seacrest. <laughs> we had Seacrest. Okay, hold on. Was that his name? Joey B. Well, no, Joey B. was a... Well, no, he was a producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you hired Joey B. Yeah. In, oh, my God, maybe 2000. And we had a guy named Hoover. We had Hoover. Joey B. We had a guy named Joey B. Then we had a producer named Hoover. And then Joey B. came back. And he brought Flunky with him. Oh, Flunky. Oh, Flunky. All right. I remember. Oh. Who moonlighted as a DJ at strip clubs yes, around town. Yes, yes. And did he get like in trouble because he was trying to hit on all the dancers and everything? I don't know if that's uh, something you get in trouble for. I think that for. was sales girls, actually. Flunky. That's uh, right. Then we had... Oh, who was the guy with the tattoos and the wallet chain? Then we had Derek. Oh, wow. I just remember in the office one day... He had this huge book on his desk, and it was like the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers. I'm like, okay, that might be. And you hired that dude. That, that was the year. That was back in the time when we could smoke in the building. And, you know, 
Oh, he was a chain smoker. He was a chain smoker. That's right. He got me the smoking. Yeah. Oh, Thank you, Derek. Great. great. <laughs> like right. So <laughs> let's talk about you guys for a second. I'll, I'll get into myself and what I've been doing for the last, uh, well, show's been off the air for a little over seven years at this point. That's crazy. Isn't that, that nuts? Is, yeah. Because, it flies. I mean, it feels like yesterday. So, Fester, you are like the RV king of Florida. If I were the king, I wouldn't need this crap-ass podcast right, right now. To so make a couple the of show ends. Yeah, show ends. Show ends. The show ends. Yeah, are, good timing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Great timing. You want, you want to get into that right now? We can get into it. So the last show that we did was February 17th of 2012. And there's a whole backstory to the end of the MJ Morning Show. And we'll get into that in a later podcast. First, though, let's talk about the end of the show. And, Fester, what have you done since? Oh, my gosh. What haven't I done? Uh, which is a lot. Probably oh, a bunch. <laughs> not much. No, when the show ends, I used to own tanning salons. Oh, that's right. What was right. that thing called? It was, it was, I had it called, it was a Planet Beach franchise. And then I, I screwed them and I changed it into <laughs> South Tampa Tanning Salon. <laughs> Wait, you screwed them over? You violated your franchise yeah, they agreement? they sued me. They sued me in <laughs> federal court in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we had to come to a settlement. We Fester, settled. Let me ask you a question. Didn't you, oh. like, be honest about this, didn't you initially get stuck with that store because you signed the wrong piece of paper? You didn't. No, no. I, you I, told I, me you did. I, I knew I was signing it, but then I had really big reservations about doing this, but I was already committed to it. So we did it. And the store ultimately turned out to be yeah. pretty successful. Right. And I sold the tanning salons in 2013. Okay. So the show ends in 2012. Right. I sold the tanning salons in 2013. And did um, you ever pay off that small business association loan? Oh, no. Oh, no wait, so no, you, no, what, no, a, what happened was, to that? Uh, it, I forget how the, it goes. Right, the, the SBA loan. There was a, there was a lawyer who helped me. Well, did right you, off did my you, small did, business administration well, 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 loan. Well, did you hose the U.S. government and, and hence us, the taxpayers? I don't think I did. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I, is <laughs> I'm the glad to see you've changed in the eight years, Is bro. the statute of limitations over? You are so I guess risky. we'll find out. I guess so. <laughs> you can give me a call if you want, government. You know where I live. So, um, let's see. After I screwed the government, I, um, I, I had a secret. What was my one secret, Froggy? Uh, he lied forever. He actually never graduated from college. I never. Gra I told everybody I graduated from the University <laughs> you know of that? South Florida. He I, never graduated. I thought you had a political science degree. Okay. I never had the degree. I was. That's it. I'm retroactively firing you <laughs> for lying. So, he lied his whole life. So you have no degree. So for, hold on, for 12 years, I told everybody I was a graduate of the University of South Florida, but I never. I was six credits short. So the show ends in February, right? So in April. My wife wakes up, the baby's still asleep, right? And my wife wakes up and it's like 8.30 in the morning and I'm in the living room just stewing. And she's like, what, what's wrong? I go, it's 8.30 in the morning. And she's like, so? I go, the day is half over and I'm just sitting here. And she's like, whoa, slick. You got you to gotta reprogram yourself. 8.30 in the morning, the day is just starting for the whole world. Yeah. You had this odd life where 8.30 was different. She goes, you got to do something. She says, why don't you go back to USF and finish your degree? So, oh, I would have been like, oh, what are you talking about, but, wife? But, 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 you know, Six man, credits. That's like, that's like two classes of summer school. Exactly. You're done. What's the point? I were, not only was I like 10 years older than both of my instructors and actually knew more about the subjects that they were teaching about, but it was the only two A's on my entire college transcripts. And I got my true degree from the University of South Florida wow. in the summer of 2012. That I 
have done nothing with. <laughs> see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. But it got me out of the house and it got me acclimated and I got to see all these new tattoos on college kids, which just blows my mind. Could you but imagine I, being in college and seeing this lump walking into your no class kidding. dressed like Magnum P.I.? <laughs> I wore a white shirt every day. Every day. Did you have a red Ferrari parked out in the parking lot or I what? I wish. I wish. And dude, so, also your health. You're still... Well, whoa, but he got fatter. For all you got to attack Fester on his... On well, his I love Fester, but he's fatter than he was when the show ended. So, what's your cholesterol? I don't even know. And you're the one who always used to say, listen, you don't see old uh, old fat people. Listen, my blood pressure is gravy. Oh, that's right. That's one of his, yeah. his lines. Yeah. You ever notice you never see really old fat you, people? You, you don't. got a lap band. Right. You don't. You burst through that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. You had your stomach. You didn't have your stomach stapled. No. You had like the zip tie put in your stomach. Right, which I lost several pounds off of and I missed them. What's the status of that? What? I had it all taken out. I'll take it so out. So they took the zip tie out? Yes, I'm, I'm tired of it. You know those plastic handcuffs they use when they do mass yeah. arrests? Yes. That's what they put around your stomach. What they were going to use on us. Or when you're bundling cable wires or something. Yeah, you know, right. they little, little zip ties. They, they, they cordon off, what, like three quarters of your stomach? So in 2013, I sell the tanning salons. Okay. He, a friend of mine, a, a good friend of mine, got a job working for a RV company. He, he was in the RV industry. A friend of mine named Jason and uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, we know Jason. Yeah. And he says, you know, if you're looking for a job, you should come work for this RV company. And I don't know any. I didn't know anything about RVs. And I told yeah, well, him one no. thing about you: you can immerse yourself. You can pretty much jump in, and you can get acclimated up to speed, and you can sort of sound like you know what you're talking about fairly quickly. I sell RVs and motorhomes and trailers and. Do you still have the video when you got salesman of the month and they gave you the jacket? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen this video? A fat guy <laughs> exactly. in a little coat. That's exactly what he did in front of the whole <laughs> we, store. You, you, you did we had a thing for a while did until you, I did you bust it. <laughs> I turned it to threads. I mean, <laughs> we had this thing where the salesman of the month and the salesman of the month is a guy who made the most money for the so by the grace of God I was blessed to be salesman of the month, and they give me this jacket. Now, it's like a 42 regular, okay? It's a, if you know anything about men's coat sizes, I'm like a 60 yeah. it's long. Like the golf, it's like the golf green, like what they it give was, when it they was win like the a green, Ours was red, and oh. they give it to me, and they give it to me in front of everybody. I go, let's, let's call up Dominic the salesman, and you know, I'm getting the golf clap from all the other guys who are pissed that they're not salesman of the month, and they give it to me, and I just said, fat guy in a little... Yeah, there's a video of it somewhere. I don't know where it is now. Must have been like putting on some kind of like a a four year old's Oshkosh Bagash item on on you. You know, (laughs) he just burst right through with that back fat. Hand it back to the sales manager. Like here's your crappy jacket. (laughs) Good for you, man. Thanks. How about trade-ins? You ever have like cousin Eddie from uh, from Christmas <laughs> Vacation? Trade-ins with- <laughs> are all over the road. Hey, the Schnitter's full. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the most amazing people, the most amazing people are are, are carnival workers who buy parties oh all the time. <laughs> you work with carnies? Car- Not all the time. Awesome. Many of my customers are wonderful people, but occasionally... Has the bearded lady come in to buy an RV? I had one lady come in, and she or worked... The giant man. She worked the funnel cake stand. <laughs> Her family was like the funnel cake family of, yeah. like, the South, and, and she had, like, a really... like She had, like, a carny boob job. One was round and one was square. And she came in cursing like a sailor, and she said, I'm going to buy this bleeping RV. And she came back the day after the fair and brought... $20,000 in small bills that smelt like oil and sweat. Are you serious? <laughs> and she buys the RV. 
Her what, trade in some of them dipped in batter as well. <laughs> they were delicious. Oh, oh, oh. It, was a, it was like a, a stack of picture a stack of money. Picture what it would smell like. Right. It smelled like oil and sweat. And, Let me teeth that she had. And then she buys the RV. Her trade in comes in. And nobody could go in it because there were so many fleas inside. Oh my god! Yeah. Whoa, that's, that's one. That's one. But listen, we I work with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But of you love that wonderful people, and we I sell them RVs, and it's great. We get great trade ins, and, and you we, probably have some of the same clients over and over yeah, again. They, I've sold the they, same people several RVs. Oh, that's good. And their families and their people in and their those neighborhood. Things are expensive. It's all relative. All right, now, I and mean, you're broke, so everything's expensive. Guess where I'm going next with this? What? Fester, uh, how much more money do you make selling RVs than you did working on the MJ Morning it's, it's Show? Pretty, <laughs> he sells a lot of There's RVs. a lot more money to be made in RVs. And I didn't pay you guys directly. You guys were employees of the company. Right. So you guys you guys negotiated your salaries with the company, not with me. Is that what you call that? A negotiation? Negotiation. <laughs> oh, you're not going to take this? All right. No. You're fired. No. no listen, it's, he's uh, doing good, man. He sells a lot of RVs. Yeah, I ask him. It's a good job. A good job. I mean, do you sell like a couple every day? No, no. How does it work? You sell a couple a week. I try to sell a couple a week. I try to sell them every day. Do you sell those million dollar models, like those Prevo buses that That like lift up? Not quite, not quite that big. How about bump outs? How about the with a side slide out? Yes, everything has a slide out. Yeah, they're great. You followed me, I think, on social media. I think we talked. Yeah, we rented an RV in Alaska. I don't know, like two, three summers ago, and we drove the whole Kenai Peninsula for a little over a week. And we rented, what do we have, a something river, a three river? What was that thing called? Was it a forest river? Or a forest river. Yeah. yeah, we had like some 28 or 30 Did he footer. call you? You called him for a bunch he, of advice? Oh, I did. said, hey, <laughs> Fester. He what, knows his stuff. What, what, what do you think about me renting the 30-foot forest river? It's a 2017 <laughs> model. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Sit down, sir. Let me show you this brochure. The, the wheel was out of alignment, so to go straight, I had to hold it at like like eight o'clock. You know? oh, that's all right. That's a, that's, if that was your biggest problem, that's that's not bad at all. No, but it, I mean it was really cool. I mean we stayed at campgrounds. I never. I had to learn about the black tank. Is the black that tank? It? The yes. black tank. The black tank. The black tank. Is, is that where? That's the poop. That's the poop. Oh that's yeah, the poop. I figured. That's it the poop be the brown the tank, tank, right? The, and then it was the gray water and the black. What is? What's the story? There's, there's two tanks. There's a gray water right. and a black water. Gray water is like hand washing water or shower water. Uh huh. Yeah. And then black tank is you know crap. I had, a, I had to hook up the hose, hose like, yeah. like Cousin Eddie. Right. And I dumped it into, like, some pit in the campground. Yeah, wait, you still got to do that? Yes. What, what do you think oh, happens on. to it? It's, it's, it freezes or something, doesn't it? In, 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 in the RV? No, that's blue ice on airplanes. At no, they freeze at the poop in RVs. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not have a frozen thing and then you release the frozen poo? A big, a big block of frozen <laughs> you, poo. You have to hook up a hose. Yes. And, un- and let yes. the poop out. Yes. 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 Frog. Bro, that's for animals. <laughs> Christmas vacation, cousin Eddie. Yeah. He's standing out in his bathrobe or whatever, and he's got that that kind of corrugated coily hose. Coily yeah. hose, yeah. and he's running it into the sewer. The cigar. Yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. That was 35 years ago. Same deal. Yeah. Same thing. The technology has not changed. That's on ridiculous. Yeah. Freeze you expect it to be like laser zapped and. Why are you doing the planes? It's different. It's, it's, it's a plane. But still, a plane is a tank. And the, when the plane lands at the airport, a truck comes and sucks the poop and the pee out. So do that for RVs. And it freezes in the planes, yeah. doesn't it? You know what? Work on that technology. No, the, and- the freezing happens if there is a a break in the seal. And at altitude, if the... How do you know about no, this? No, because if the seal breaks... I'm sorry I asked. At, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I'm really? sorry I asked. Are you getting <laughs> the education you wanted? No, at, at altitude... 
that can freeze because it's like minus 55 oh, degrees okay. up there. So if there's a seal leak on the, the airplane peep and, uh, pee and poo tank, <sighs> then that's what freezes with the blue chemical. It just doesn't sound right And then it, it, like, it's leaking, but then it's freezing. and It's building up like a, like a giant uh, hailstone. Of pee and poo, and then finally it falls, and then it you know it kills somebody. It crashes, <laughs> it crashes through somebody's house. Well, I'm sorry I asked, and good for you, Fez. You sell a Thank bunch you. of RVs. So what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I couldn't have gone from a to a more boring uh, job. But here's the thing: when the show ended, it was like I said, it was bad timing because we just both had kids. Like, I, right. you had a month or two months. My, my daughter was born in October. What's that kid's name? Which one? The first one? First one. Yeah. Haley. Hadley. Hadley. Close. Starts close. with an H. Yeah. Hadley. We named her after the plates. Right. The plates. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you the whole story. We named her after our cutler, our, our, our stoneware. Our stoneware well, is makes Hadley. Sense. We named it. Would you flip the plate over? Like, oh yeah, I like every, that name. Every Hadley. every dish has Hadley spelt on the back. Would you buy that Burdines back in the? It was. That's where we got it. Yes. <laughs> so right when he had Hadley, I had Max. Uh, we have babies and we don't have jobs, which was the problem. So I want to thank you for that right now, <laughs> since I have you in front of my face. Are you going to hit me? Thank you. I, I might, because, you know, that was a kind of a... And uh, I'm going to say this. Yeah. This pissed me off. Jeez. Oh, you made me do more crank calls. You made me do more crank calls. You remember that? No, You I made know. me what call is- Richard and Judith back. I, I need to be looking for jobs right now. Yeah, listen, in complete hindsight, the day they told us the show was over should have been my last day. That well, was you a know, tough you month. Had, still had that huge afternoon show. That was a tough month. And I'm like, all right, well, what, what? And then that, and I swear to God, I tried to get a radio job after that. And the only thing I could come up with is that I, because of your morning show, I was looked at as the screech of radio. Like, I was untouchable. Like, I was a part of this big show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, typecast with you. Yeah. And, you know, I, was and gonna, I, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a gig. I, I was going to say typecast because you guys were just classic ensemble players. And I was sort of like the band leader. Yeah. Sort yeah. of like a band leader. And yeah. literally, yeah. I grew up on that show. You're like the Doc Severinsen <laughs> of the crew. Yes. So I was a <laughs> Wait a minute. Could you use a more dated <laughs> I reference? I cannot think of another band leader besides Doc Severinsen. <laughs> Uh, Brentford Paul, Marsalis, Paul Schaefer, <laughs> who? Paul, Paul, Paul Schaefer, Paul Schaefer, Paul Schaefer. Oh, okay. Come on, man, yes. your references. I mean, who, you have been selling Who's RVs. the guy on Jimmy Fallon these days? I don't I, even know. It's the, it's the, the roots, guy, man. The roots. Yeah, the roots, roots. roots. Yeah, the roots. And then like Colbert has. I'm asleep at ten o'clock. I, I have no idea he, about who any of these. I people just seen are. him playing some kind of little toy, like a little <laughs> trumpet uh, piano or whatever the hell he's playing. Some kind of flute. Well, listen, the point is, I couldn't get a job. There are a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of elements to the story. And as I said, in a future podcast, maybe we'll spend some time and we'll talk about how the MJ Morning Show actually came to an end. But are you looking for me like grovel and apologize? I'll smack you right in your face. I mean, you're doing fine. No, I'm doing froggies now like the... The warehouse and shelving magnate. What? No. So, so what? What? What, what froggy are you? Froggy fixtures, everybody. Froggy, exactly. Store fixtures. I'm in store fixtures. Yes, that's my business. Can you believe like, that? It's like John Candy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what right. do you do? I'm in shower curtain rings. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in store fixtures. How boring is that? How did he go from you? Went, I went from the greatest job on earth. To store fixtures, which are shells. <laughs> oh my! I God. sell. Shell like, so, for like a living. Like what's in supermarkets? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my. Hey, guess what? You walk into Walgreens and you got the wart cream and all that stuff. It's on a shelf. Yeah, everything that's, needs a shelf, buddy. That's what Froggy sells. But ah. here's the thing. I sell a lot of shelves. <laughs> a lot of them. But also, 
Froggy entered a family business. So I was lucky enough to have yeah. that as my that was my last ditch. Like, okay. Froggy's father-in-law started this uh, Shelving Town, USA. Is that the name of it? <laughs> it's actually Shelvaville. Welcome to Shelvaville. <laughs> All right, so what the hell do you do? And then you just took over the company. Like I took it over, yeah. Like, uh, like, like yesterday, he retired literally yesterday. Really? Yeah. When he hit 70, he retired. <laughs> so you're rich now? No, no. no did no. you have to buy him out? Or did they no, just, I'm not, did I they can't just, go into the details about that. They, but come was, on, there was a out. transaction of Is there, a is there paper? Did you, did you sign a contract? Yeah, all that was done. But we're you not, have to pay him out? Does he get like a, a stipend I, I'm, every I'm month? I'm paying him a salary. How much? I, how much do I pay yeah, him? How much I'm do you not pay telling him. Come on, how much do you pay him? How much I pay him? You're still paying him more than you. But you're still paying him more than you made. I pay him more than I made ever on your morning show. <laughs> I pay him. But your father's father-in-law's loaded, though, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I saw. You know, listen, I, I, I was around this man. Hey, does many Kim years. have any other siblings, or is she going to get it all? No, Kim does have a sibling, oh. but she owns restaurants. Okay, so. But this is this is my listen. I've been traveling with my father-in-law for eight years. You guys stay in the same hotel room? Yes. <laughs> Chili's after Chili's. What about Applebee's? Applebee's. <laughs> every, every road meal. So yeah, I've been like you know we we do hardware stores, we do displays. Hey Froggy, you want to hit up the Golden Corral? They've got the chocolate fountain. Oh, that would have been a pleasure actually. If <laughs> you know, I, I found a coupon in my Val pack. We could take so this we, with us. We did the shelves for a fixture or for a store in Alabama where the restaurant in town was the gas station. It was behind. <laughs> The gas station was the deli, and I got food poisoning and puked all over the new floor of the hardware store we're opening. So that's what I do now. I travel to the backwoods of nowhere and build shelves. So thanks. Can you give me an idea, like, what kind of yearly sales are we talking about? Are we talking, like, big money in shelves? You want to know what we sold this like, year like, today? Yeah. Like, like, have you sold a million dollars worth of shelves? We sold 11 million dollars. What? Shut up! But it's not like a, what? It's not like a hundred million dollar company. No, or but nothing. still, you but sold. He's been working. He's been doing this for years. Okay, what's the profit margin on the eleven million? Four, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not. I can't go into that. But I get a Dude, nice percentage. You're loaded. Eleven million. Holy uh, crap! He's got a gold Rolex on. Look yeah, at this. Okay. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> no, no. I was very fortunate, and also I was mad at you before. But I think literally, if you stuck around, I would have still been stuck with you, and then he would have sold this business to somebody else. So, thank you. Really. All in all, thank you. Thank, really, yeah. You want my big thing? You should kiss him because I was I was making nothing with you, bro. Hey, you know I didn't do this yet. I forgot, but Froggy actually hit me up. This is like two weeks ago. Hey, man, I, I got some extra shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I loaded all that. I saw it on Facebook. Hey, do you guys need shelves in your garage? No, I'm still going to tweet that out. Do it. I, 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 I made a commercial. <laughs> Froggy said, "Well, what was the story? Somebody paid for the shelves, but well, then one they of our stores they had, yeah, they were they were going to open the store, but they have foundation issues. You know, it's a what even like a sinkhole. Yeah, it was something like that on top of a fault line in San and Andreas so, Valley or so San Fernando Valley. Or what? I, in those situations, I bought the shelves back." and then resold them for people's garages. So you have retail Wait, so shelves in your garage. I, I, it looks really nice. I could have Walgreens or CVS shelving yeah, in my garage. Publix is one of our accounts. I got, you yeah. got public shelving in your garage. Just hit me up. Think, think of how much you can hold like all those cans of beans. That's a lot of weight. Each shelf holds 500 pounds. What if I want pegboard? To uh, put it'll, it'll come with pegboard, slat wall, whatever you guys want. <laughs> Listen, a variety of colors. We can go snow white. 
We can go dove gray. <laughs> but you know, you want to go black because when you go with black shell, the merchandise stands out. The shelving disappears, which is what you want. Look, you're an RV expert. Froggy's now a shelving expert. I mean, what happened Wait to a us? You guys are both making a ton more money doing these gigs than you were on the morning show. However, though, is there anything more fun than doing morning radio? No, me and you, I still text you all the time about yeah. and I send you stuff. I'm like, dude, I miss it so much. It was so great. If this MJ Morning Show reunion podcast is successful, if we get at least 4 million downloads, Jesus. then we'll do We're never doing this again. <laughs> then we'll do additional ones. Hey, listen, it's not out of the question, guys, that we do a weekly MJ Morning Show podcast. Well, why don't we just do that then? But also, listen, I've been approached on several occasions to gauge my interest in actually bringing the MJ Morning Show back to morning broadcast radio. And we, we can talk about that. Uh, Terrestrial radio? Terrestri yeah, yeah. We, we, I could do that. We, we can talk about this uh, down the road. I don't know. Uh, Why are you such a... You're, you've been like this for a while. You're I all don't like, know. I don't know. I want to sell forever. No, but I don't trust any of this process right now. But we had so much fun. I just, I just want to hang out there with Fester every day. <laughs> I have a good time. Let's get... Stuff straight. Like but, the Blues <laughs> Brothers, we're, we're putting the band back together. Well, oh, why not? Did you see uh, recently the guy that drove the vehicle through the mall in, in Illinois? Chicago, the first thing I thought it's of like, was the Blues Brothers. Wow, this mall's got everything. Look, what, where, it started with the tweet. Yeah, the tweets. Where is, <laughs> disco pants and haircuts. <laughs> okay, where is the Blues Mobile? Uh, I, folks, I, I have bad news. I got a picture of it. Yeah. From Hurricane. The Bluesmobile has been officially scrapped. Get out of here. Yeah, because it was left outside and... For 20 years. <laughs> it really was. There was animals in it, wasn't there? A raccoon of family raccoons? Yeah. We actually had an annex of the Lowry Park Zoo living <laughs> oh, in the Bluesmobile. Uh, uh, so, oh, man. A, a buddy of mine, uh, Steve, ended up with the Bluesmobile and he was storing it and it was outside and... And finally, he's like, yeah, it's time to scrap this thing. Forgot about that thing. Yeah, man. and he said, do you have the title? I can't scrap it without the title. <laughs> back in the day, uh, J-Core into Clear Channel, into iHeart, back during the Clear Channel days, they gave me the title. They sold it to you for a dollar. That's right. I remember yeah, that. They, they sold they, it to you They just gave me the title to the Bluesmobile for a buck. And unfortunately, actually, folks, in just the last couple of months, the, the vehicle was actually scrapped. A 74 Dodge Monaco. Come just on. just uh -huh. like the actual Bluesmobile. What the hell's wrong with you? How do we not go and at least videotape it? It had like that old MJ and BJ logo on it. <laughs> no. no we, we peeled that off and then we put the MJ Morning Show logo on. What's BJ still do radio? You know, we ought to try to get a hold of BJ. But did he still do radio? Oh, though? yeah. Oh, yeah. BJ's still really big well. time. You know what? Hold on a second. Let's try to get BJ on the phone. He's like the king of Denver, right? No. Cincinnati. No, no, he wasn't. Oh, I don't. Uh, so we can cut right there. All right, let's let's see if we can get BJ on the phone. BJ, indeed. Hello. This is like the ultimate. We're even going back further. So we're doing the MJ Morning Show <laughs> reunion podcast, and your name comes up. I'm like, all right, let's get BJ on the phone. We, we can go back and kind of relive a little bit of the MJ and BJ show, which that was on the air for what seven years. So what, ninety four to two thousand one. Before you left and it became the MJ Morning Show. So this is like double nostalgia day here. 
Yeah, no kidding, man. Look at look at you. You've got so many shows you've got to cover. I can't. Yeah, I got the Fark and Schnitt podcast. Now. Oh, let me plug that. <laughs> that yeah, name yeah, is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Fark and Schnitt podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search yeah. Fark and Schnitt, uh-huh. or go to schnittshow.com or Fark F A R K dot com. Look for the uh, Fark and Schnitt podcast ad. Click on that, and we're recording that actually weekly. I know. Froggy, you want to bug me? You, you want to make this MJ Morning Show podcast what a weekly thing? I think it should be weekly. You know, I think you know Fester does too. I'm not the only one in here. I mean, <laughs> this feels pretty good. Maybe we should do this weekly. I think it'll be fun. I need some fun in my life. I folks, stand by. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll do the the weekly MJ Morning Show podcast from here on out. Uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know. BJ, you're out in Denver, and you've had a hell of a successful run in Denver. Uh, it's been uh, I've been out here for let's see. Year. It's almost 16 years now. Holy frig. Maybe, make, maybe make, going on 17 years. It makes MJ and BJ like a, a, a blink, <laughs> a, a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, it go, but it goes by fast. It really does. Been out here about 16 years. I currently do a morning show um, on uh, Alice Radio here. And um, and it's a lot of fun. We're having a good time. So we'll see how long it lasts. You never know. <laughs> well, not to mention, you know? you know, the Denver market, Denver, the quality of life out there is fantastic. And, you know, we see each other. BJ and I, we talk all the time. We see each other at least once a year because, you know, we go skiing out in the mountains, the Rocky Mountains, you know, the Vale area. And uh, I, I end up seeing BJ at Christmas time every single year. BJ, what is our tradition? You bring up some steaks from Costco yeah. or something, right? Well, it usually starts about the first of December. You start calling me for snow reports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it always starts. And and then yeah, then I'll uh, you know meet you up in Vail, and uh, we normally do our own. We rarely go to a restaurant. I just grab steaks at Costco, and we have a good time. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, reminisce, huh? It's become. It's become quite annual. Uh, by the way, we'll be back up in December, so we'll see you over Christmas time again. Well, here's your snow report. It's already snowing. <laughs> Nothing is worse than getting up there for two weeks and seeing rocks. Ben, you did that. You did that about three years ago. You came out here, and oh. how you even skied, I have oh. no idea, because we had no snow whatsoever. And uh, you stayed up there for like two weeks with no snow. It was miserable. <laughs> it was, first of all, I wrecked like two pairs of skis. I completely You're gonna kill yourself. This was a guy who did Sonny Bono style. Are you nuts? <laughs> right to a tree. That song. Let me also let me also throw in that that's the year that I uh wish I'd never gone up there because all he did was bitch. Oh, that's the year he did nothing. <laughs> 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 Thank you, BJ, yeah. for clarifying that. Hey, uh, BJ, yeah, I should have—I uh, should have gone up through that year. <laughs> what, what would you say if you think back to even before the long-running MJ Morning Show? What would your best memory, or worst memory, or or biggest memory of our time together doing the MJ and BJ Morning Show? You know, I, there were so many. I mean, we we had so much fun doing that show because everything back back then too. You could get get away with a lot more doing just uh, you know terrestrial radio. Uh, you didn't have to ask lawyers if anybody was going to get hurt or why not. You didn't have to <laughs> worry about it. Probably, probably for me, what makes me laugh every time I even think about the story is the time that we went out to see Judge Joe Brown and be on that show <laughs> oh, <that's> over <laughs> over the lawsuit. 
I'll never forget because uh, the broken uh, radio, a, the broken radio, the broken ra- the broken radio lawsuit. Fester, just do a one minute recap so folks know is, is J- Judge Joe Brown's not on the air anymore. I don't right? know. Is yeah. he alive? Yeah, so he's alive. Yeah, okay. Judge Joe Brown. It was one of the judge shows like uh, Judge Judy, and I, I, you can't keep track of how many judge shows have come and gone, but. Had they first of all, how did they hear about okay. it in the MJ Morning Show producer's office where right. I had a desk? Yes, I was I was playing something on the radio. I had I had like a boombox, you know. They don't make them anymore, but it was big black plastic boombox, and I was blasting something too loud. And MJ was trying to talk to me or yell at me or whatever the hell. I was like, I can't hear you. And radio, I was making, I was mocking the whole situation. And MJ took my radio, lifted it up over his head while it's plugged in. And spiked it on the ground. And, and mind you, that it was totally fine. That was the kind of you know relationship we had. It was, yeah. it was hysterical. We're all laughing. I didn't give a rat's ass. I smashed it on the ground. It but blew you, up into a hundred pieces. So I go, I go to Hillsborough County Court, and I file a small claims right. lawsuit against right, right, right. you as as a bit. You filed a lawsuit. I didn't tell you. Oh, that's what you didn't tell I didn't me. Tell you. And then, then you're doing the morning show, and I get Rhonda, served. Rhonda, the receptionist, calls you. Oh, hey, hey, MJ. There's a police officer here to see you. So <laughs> okay, so send him back. And he comes into the studio and he serves me. And it's a lawsuit from Fester. <laughs> you're reading it, you're like, lawsuit filed against Todd yeah. Schiff from Dump. That's you. What yeah. the hell are you doing for me? You broke my radio. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then the, these, these show producers, they scour the circuit court or the, the clerk of court records across the country or real cases looking for real (laughs) crazy cases to have on judge tv and they call us and say hey we would like to have you come out if you'd settle your claim in our courtroom how perfect is that so i had to drop the charges or my my charge to mj drop drop the lawsuit lawsuit, okay the lawsuit and what was the lawsuit 149 (laughs) dollars I'm feeling actually like, what was the value of the rate? Like $69. Something stupid. It was on clearance at Target or something. They flew DJ, you, uh, a couple of the guys. Dave the Dwarf. Dwarf. We all flew to Los Angeles and went to a taping of Joe Brown that never aired. He threw us out of the Well, Well, we get into the courtroom, and and you could already tell that Judge Joe Brown wanted nothing to do with us. Uh, because we have Dave the Dwarf with us, and uh, the judge, the judge can't see Dave the Dwarf over the desk. So Fester reaches down and picks him up and stands him on top of the desk in front of the judge. That's what he said. You boys, this is no circus. You get your crap and you get out of here now. <laughs> it never aired. But also, keep we in mind, got thrown out. Yeah, Fester damaged the courtroom as well because yeah, Fester, Fester damaged. <laughs> Wait, what'd you do? Hold on. So Fester had the smashed boombox with all the parts. And that was a pretty heavy boombox. Yeah, it was a big radio. It was a big plastic. It had like cassette. It had CD. It was literally a boombox. It was a boombox. We know what boombox is. I mean, this thing probably weighed, I don't know, 10 or 12 pounds. I had all the pieces in a a trash bag. It was was a pillowcase. Oh, a pillowcase. pillowcase. Right, right. And he's and the judge says, So what what's the problem? What brings you here? And Fester lifts up the pillowcase and dumps all of the parts onto the like mahogany yeah. the mahogany or, or cherry wood uh, table oh. and he leaves all kinds of gouges. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ruined, he ruined yeah. their table. Get your crap out of my courtroom, boy. <laughs> out of my rib. 
So, oh, so, so at that point, at that point, Judge Shabrat's had enough. He throws us out of the courtroom. The bailiff tells us, "Get her shit, get the hell out of there." Uh, so we're ready. So we're leaving. So we get outside. We get outside, and we're not far from where the uh, where they are close to where they shoot the prices, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Remember that? I do. Uh, anyway, we, we walk out, and MJ he's mad at Dave that the war they're arguing. <laughs> so he leaves me, and I'm so mad at you because it's like. You can't be leaving people. You left a midget. We got yeah. That's we, what I, I said. We, you know, I, I'm going to see an old friend of mine, and I, I drove to Pacific Palisades. And I, I left the dwarf curbside. <laughs> and we, no, we didn't have cell phones back then. We didn't have a lot of cell phones. The midget had nowhere. He's calling the hotel room. And I, I get to the hotel. Yes, yes, yes. There's a there's a midget on the line for you, sir. <laughs> Why would you do that? It's horrible. I love Dave. Just remember distinctly walking down the street on the sidewalk. We've just been thrown out of the courtroom. We know it doesn't have a chance in hell to air. Uh, And we're all arguing with each other on whose fault it was. (laughs) (laughs) We all, we blame Fester for dumping all the crap on the table. Ultimately, it was my fault. for putting the dwarf on the table. (laughs) Now, now, BJ, do you remember when we went to Chicago? For the Jenny Jones, Jenny Jones show. show. That's right. We were on oh, Jenny yeah. Jones because we were we were voted one of the best morning shows in America. And Jenny Jones, when she had her show before they got some guests liquored up in the remember that right. story? Yes. Yeah. That was a whole yeah. big controversy on that show. And uh, we, yeah. we, we did Jenny Jones in Chicago. And then at Jerry Springer studio was right next door. And Jerry knew us because Jerry has uh, or had a place in Sarasota. And he used to pop into the MJ and BJ morning show from time to time. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still on YouTube when you guys are on the Jenny Jones. Oh, it show. is. Yeah, you can oh. see that. And that's when I was just starting with the MJ Morning Show, and MJ he comes, he goes, "Hey, how would you like to come to Chicago with us?" I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, with you, me, BJ, we're going to Chicago to the Jenny Jones Show." I'm like, "Great, what do I have to do?" He's like, "Be fat." Just, he goes, "Just come out, just come out when I call you with no clothes on." No clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's no problem at all. Yeah, I, remember. I remember that. Hey, hey uh, BJ, great to have you on, buddy. I'll talk to you shortly. We'll we'll see you for steak dinner up in Vale in December. You got it. You got it. And if you guys uh, decide you want to do the uh, MJ and some flashback stuff uh, weekly, let me know. We'll have you back on, buddy. More than happy. It's, it's right, great talking to you guys, and always great to hear Froggy and uh, uh, Fester. All your voices, man. I tell you what, it's been a long time, but I miss you guys dearly. Uh, you, BJ, BJ, man, have a good one. See you, buddy. You know, we ought to try to get Dave the Dwarf on the phone. Why? Come on, we love <laughs> you. Love the you had you had Dude, more. He's, in, he's been through a lot. Yeah, he. You know, he's in bad shape. I do keep in touch with Dave the Dwarf. I've actually visited him in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, he's doing better though because I remember. Fester texting me like last, last year. summer. Last summer, I was out of town for the summer, and I thought the dwarf was gonna kick the midget bucket. Right. I really thought he was out. I was texting everybody in town, "Hey, see our little buddy now because yeah. he's not gonna be here Tuesday." Were you were expecting like a dwarf funeral? He or thought, or, yeah, yes, with, little, with, little bitty casket, little box. Yeah, little, he was puffed like he a was, banana box. He was, was blowing up. Well, he's been through rehab and physical therapy, and I, I do. I talk to Dave quite a bit. I talk to him or we text. I just texted with him the other day. I'll tell you what, we will have Dave the Dwarf on the next podcast. So I guess you know, guess what? I guess we have to do another one, Froggy. Yeah. yeah see, we should do one every week. You know what? Just our luck, he'll die this week. I mean, we were, listen, best. I, I mean, that's our luck. Come on. That's our luck. Come on. What? All right. Listen, I, I don't want to dwell on me. Your stories were great. You know, my time since the MJ Morning Show, obviously, I've done the Schnitt Show. Uh, you heard on some affiliates across the country. 
Uh, and I went to New York. I did a morning show in New York. Yeah, you get a morning show in yeah. the biggest market. How yeah. about that? I did a morning show for three years in New York. I hated my sidekick. <laughs> I, I used to love listening to your podcast. I'm, I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. tell in your voice how much yeah. you hate your partner. Well, well, what was his name? Because he was like 80, Len. He was like 80 years old. And it was like working with my great grandfather and he just you know you know me i'm i'm running a mile a minute here he, he, he and dragged you back just, a little bit from what a, i noticed just drag a little bit i drove the show i i did you know 85 well, percent of the yeah, talking yeah. on the show i do not miss it at all and listen the the show growth stopped after i the ratings you know dropped after i left the the ratings have never been as high as when i was there and Hey, it was listen. It was an interesting three years. The great news, though, that my kids are thriving. You're not going to believe this. Chloe is 18 years old. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Chloe just hit 18 years of age on August 20th. She's in her senior year of high school. She's about to you know graduate in the spring from high school. Julian, who remember was born on the 4th of July, right? Julian just turned 15 back in July. That's crazy. And it's insane. It's like, where does the time go? The first time I saw your daughter in a long time was on your Twitter uh, video. You were somewhere walking down an aisle in a grocery store. Dude, I saw that too. Out, and you go, we're looking for the diarrhea medicine <laughs> right in front of your daughter. Yeah. She goes, stop it. Dad, stop it. I yeah. laughed so hard that, at that. That man. thing had like 30,000 views. I mean, just whatever it was. It was a crazy number of views on that thing. But I'm like, she's and, an adult. Yeah, well, that was, that was over the summer. That was in June of 2019. Were you in Asia? We were in Japan. Okay, yeah. We were in, where were we? We were in, uh, I think, Sapporo, Japan. We were on the island of Hokkaido. Mm, I thought mm, I recognized yeah, that. I was on Hokkaido mm. in search of, you know, great, fantastic buffoon or Murasaki uni. You like buffoon uni? I love uh, buffoon uni. It's not buffoon. It's not like, you know, fester, you buffoon. But buffoon uni <laughs> or, or Murasaki, I, you know, you know, I love sushi, guys. Sounds awful. Your so, kids are really grown we, and we, mature. We, we were in a, a drugstore. Just, it just hit me. I'm like, I'm going to roll video here. Chloe's looking for like hair bands or something. There's a, a Japanese store clerk. She's like working on the floor and putting stuff on shelves that you probably froggy saw. Froggy shelving. Froggy shelves. Probably. In Sapporo, Japan. We do international. And it was like a five second or eight second clip. So I roll video and you can see the back of Chloe. I'm like, yeah, we're looking for the diarrhea medicine. And Chloe turns around and says, dad, stop. And the lady laughed so yeah. hard, uh, acting like she knew what you said. Maybe she did. Maybe in diarrhea, everybody knows what that means. Is that a universal term? So. Is, is diarrhea, diarrhea in Japanese? Why don't you look that up? Why don't you go to Google Translate and figure that out? I will. What do you say we end our first MJ Morning Show reunion podcast with... The truth, the real whole truth of the turkey fryer fire. Oh, that could have gone anywhere when you said the real oh whole truth. Oh, my God. That was a, that was a scary that situation. Was, all right, Fester, set this thing up. Tell the story. Uh, how many years had we already done the turkey fryer fire stunt? It was sort of a Thanksgiving staple on the show. All right. And it all stemmed from that every year there were stories of people with turkey fryers and they, you know, operated it inside their kitchen or living room and it burned the freaking house down or on the back deck it burned the deck down and there was always some turkey fryer fire accident and then we decided that we were going to do a public service every thanksgiving and do a scenario of a turkey fryer fire in the parking lot outside of the uh, 93.3 flz studios in south tampa there are so many parts to this 
That's it's crazy. When I, thinking back, when I'm trying to lay down the flow chart of events. Can we do it in like six or seven minutes? No. I mean, okay. but, well, we're, but we're going to do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. With let's it. go. Good. Okay. So we do it one year, right? And nothing happens. You remember that? Right? That's this, dud. This might be like 2006. You cooked it perfectly. Yeah. We, we do it. We do it. No, no. There was a living room. The, 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 the original dud is a video that's still out there somewhere where I used the stepladder. Yes. Okay, yeah. that was the original dud, and it doesn't work. And everybody, and for our purposes, either way, it kind of worked. Either it was funny because I was a moron and couldn't do it, or it was funny because we did it. So there was, there was no loss here to us, but it was, the bit worked out to where it was a dud. And fire department were there. They were standing by that day, and there were, and it goes all the way back to, honestly, if I'm telling you the truth, it goes all the way back to who was in Tampa City Hall at the time. Because the firemen were game to play out to, to be there for us, right? Okay, yes, if yep. I'm, that's that's the part yeah. that never got any attention. Well, there's there's a lot of facets to the story, and you know the threat of us being charged with felonies. I'm like, really? I'm a, I'm a father with two little kids. I I don't even have any speeding tickets, and I'm, I could be hit with a felony arson charge. What the frig? El Chapo had no speeding tickets either. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that means nothing. Okay, so yeah, that's because he murdered the cops. A couple of years later, over. we try it again, and that's the video that you might see around where the, the the most famous video that has the living room scene where I'm lifting it up on a big two by four with unitard. Oh yeah, and we had the. Did you get like furniture from Rent All or something? Or it was or, Buddy's Home Furnishing. Buddy's Home Buddy's Furnishing. Home, we have we still have great friends over yeah, there. We've got we, couches. Oh, and it was a nice set. set. Yeah, it was built, nice lamps. We built like a living room in the parking lot, and like yeah, these schmucks that try to fry turkeys in their house because it's snowing or raining outside in in Michigan. Right. Yeah. So the next year is when the economic crash hit, and there were people who were losing their homes. So the joke we said was people are moving into their cars. We should do a turkey fryer explosion in a van. Oh, is that how <laughs> that's, the, that's how the van came to be? Because that was the housing crisis. That was right. 2008, 2009. Yeah, that time. yeah. So there's two videos of this two two stunts. One was done before Thanksgiving. And it was a dud. It was a dud. Did it nothing. was the one right. that I cooked perfectly. I'm just like, delicious. it'll be ready in 45 minutes. It's a delicious turkey. You, you come to my def- And that video is on YouTube. The video that's not on YouTube is the one that happened before Christmas. Is the near felony charges. Right. We have the same. <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching the news that night. I'm like, why are it we was, on the news? The, <laughs> it was the top story. You know, Reginald Roundtree and, and Kelly Ring. Could local yeah. morning show face charges. I'm like, what? <laughs> Gail Searins and Bob Hite back then. What I do is we were the lead story. It was insane. So we do it before Christmas. And is then, a local morning show going to jail tonight at 11? For it real. works too perfectly. Yes. <laughs> because I had the back doors of the van open and I had a hole in the roof and I had the van. We got it from... Joe Gonzalez Plumbing. Gonzalez Plumbing. Yes. And I took it to uh, my mechanic at Brothers Automotive. They took the gas tank out. They drained the engine. There was nothing in the yeah, vehicle We to did everything to make sure to mitigate. We took the transmission out. The en- we did everything. It was just a shell. It was a shell of a van. But we forgot the principle of funneling oxygen in the back door, shooting out the top. It created a <laughs> blast furnace, essentially, out of this van. And... Dave Lagaretta was our security team to put out the fire with a local, with, a, with like a red fire extinguisher by the break glass in place of emergency. Thing. So he was standing by with a fire extinguisher. With, with a garden hose and a fire extinguisher. So I had this van loaded with furniture, so it had fuel. 
It had oxygen. That's right, because it was somebody living in their van right. down by the river. So all right. the furniture is catching fire, and it's blasting out of this. And it you quickly, created like a funnel. It quickly became obvious that this was beyond our scope of. It was beyond the fire extinguisher on the wall in the sales department. <laughs> oh now, God. yes, it was a torch. It was the, like a torch shooting out of the top of that thing. The part that never gets told, yes, is that I called the fire department, like I did, and I did my due diligence. To invite them to come out to the stunt. I called and somebody in the fire department said to me, hey, a different person is in City Hall. They would not approve of us coming out to your stunt and using city resources in that way. Because previously is... What was the it? mayor was Dick Greco, who at that time the fire department came when right. he was mayor. Right. And they were right down the street from the sure. radio station. They, they love participating in our stunts. Yeah, they, they used to come all the time. Oh, do you remember Fireworks Oven? Firework Kitchen, Firework, firework Oven. oven. <laughs> Froggy's Ring of Fire. Well, no, Fireworks Oven was also great. There were stories of people... That during the 4th of July, to get the fireworks away from the kids, they put them in the oven. Or people that put guns or ammo in the oven to get it away from yeah. the kids. Then they forget. They turn the oven on to preheat it for their DiGiorno pizza. And then, you know. The whole place explodes. Exactly. That fireworks oven was amazing. Is that, on, is that video on? I haven't I seen know, that. I don't know, but that was amazing. Oh, so, man. The fire person said, who I still hold a grudge toward to this day, <laughs> or said, hey. We can't be there, but if you need us, we will be. Have the nine and the one dial. <laughs> and if you so, need us, just hit the other one, one and we'll be there. And five. send. Right. Yeah. And it went to hell quickly. I mean, it went to hell really, really quickly. We had this big fire. It was beyond our control. And our intern at the time was an intern, intern Dana. She, <laughs> I guess, I just looked. Fireworks oven video is on YouTube. Really? Oh, no, no, it's on. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It is. Oh, we got to leave. Fireworks that. oven from 2009 is on YouTube. <laughs> oh man, that was hysterical. So, our intern Dana and we, we were touting it kind of seriously, kind of tongue in cheeky as, oh, we're doing a public service. We're doing an explosion in our parking lot. And she is a 911 tape of her calling. Oh uh, yes, we're from the MJ Morning Show. We're doing a public service. And we blew up a van in our parking lot. <laughs> And it was drizzling that. Day. By the way, Dana, when she heard that we might have an MJ Morning Show project coming up, because I've been teasing. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing the Farkin Schnitt podcast. I'm doing the Schnitt show nationally. You know, I've got an MJ Morning Show project that's going to be announced shortly. And here we are. And then Dana, when she saw that, Dana's been bugging me for a gig. Hey, I want to I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. That's right. It was Dana. That <laughs> so she calls now. Fire department gets there in no time flat. But it was kind of drizzling that day. Remember the weather? Yeah. And they oh, I come, okay. they extinguish the fire, and I leave because... I mean, that was an out-of-control fire. It was out-of-control. Yeah, you know what it looked like? It looked like a, a vehicle fire on the side of, like, I-75. I mean, I think it, it was, was a serious where fire. Where the vehicle burns down to the axles. I think it was, like... Where the black smoke is just puffing over... One of our <laughs> interns, like Sam or... I mean, Sam it, the intern or Unitard said to me, Hey... If I were you, I'd get the hell out of here. Yeah, I ran. And I was like, you know what? And the fire department comes rolling in, and I got in my truck, and I left. We, we were doing a show. I left right in the middle of the show. I, I left. We had Listen, if you were on Gandhi or if you were on the, the Leroy Selman Crosstown, you might have thought like a plane crash yeah. or if something. If you were at McDill you know? Air Force yeah. Base, you might have thought a plane crash. <laughs> that's, that's true. So uh, I left, and then I got a call like an hour later from my wife. Oh, I'm sorry, I was with my wife. I got a call from the radio station. I said, hey, we need you to come back. And I go, why? He goes, well, you want the, the fire 
investigator wants to issue you. Oh, because I guess there was an injury. Well, and that's a whole other. So we'll get into this. We'll, we'll talk about this. But what you didn't mention yet was it turned out that all the big fire honchos from around the state of Florida were in town that morning <laughs> for some kind of a meeting. See, that, that's, the, that's the wild card here. Good timing. The state fire marshal from Tallahassee and, you know, all the local folks from all over the state. There was some meeting in Tampa and then the word gets out that a radio station burned a van to the ground with a the whole like fire squad that oh let's let's cut the conference short let's go see. <laughs> so they all show up at the radio station and it turned into this massive mess. So what do you remember? I'm home now. <clears throat> I get the call to come back to the radio station. I take nothing. I leave my watch. I leave my wedding ring at home. <laughs> I leave. I take nothing about because I think I'm going to jail. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna my do? My wife's like, You're why about are you to get cuffed and stuffed? <laughs> I'm thinking I'm about to go to jail. It's you know, it's over, honey. I'll be fine. I'm sure the radio station will provide some kind of legal representation. That was so surreal. But it was it was crazy. Were you nervous day. about it, MJ? Yeah, I, dude, I pooped my pants are almost. You freaking? Yeah, I'm I, driving. I, I was I was scared. C- keep going. Dude, I'm driving back yeah. to the radio station thinking. <gasps> I'm going to be in jail in an hour. Will there be a body cavity search? I mean, what's going on here? You know, open. Listen, you know, <laughs> the bottom line is this was a gutted van. Right. All the accelerants we had taken out of the van. It was, you know, we try to make it as safe as possible. This was not, you know, some deviant felon lighting fires to torch a neighbor's house. I mean, this was this was a van that was given to us by Joe Gonzalez Super Plumbers. Right. This was an old Ford uh, van that they had retired and we did it in our parking lot. This didn't rise to the level of arson, but they were talking about filing arson charges against you. Felony arson. And and me because I was the ringleader because it was the MJ morning show. Suddenly we were like a mob organization where you're the ringleader of it. And I'm like the the (laughs) consigliere. I'm Whitey Bulger, you know. I ran inside immediately. Some of the irony of the whole thing was that there was a fireman who claimed an injury. Tommy Chuck also, he was, wasn't he? On yeah, the hook it was too? you three. It was, it was Fester, it was me, and it was Tommy Chuck that were all in trouble. Dude, we thought we were going to jail. We, this was insane. But then what really exacerbated the issue, and this is what Fester was just alluding to, there was a claim of a firefighter getting injured during the extinguishing of the radio stunt. So now the headline becomes radio knuckleheads injures, Injure injures a first responder. First of injures all, a hero. First of all, that was so Do unfair. you remember the fall? It was nothing. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, no, I don't no, know. No, there, no, there was. There was, there was no, no, there was. Dude, there was no fall. That's the, the kick in the head. There was nothing. Hold on a minute. Let's, this, is, this is important stuff here. So the news quickly spins that the MJ Morning Show injures a firefighter. A hero. <laughs> oh, let me let me be very clear. I have the utmost respect for first responders, for real, for firefighters, for police officers, for EMTs. I've got nothing but respect. I have done how many how many ride-alongs have I done with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office? Forty-two, a lot. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. Uh, Don't I, you still? I saw I, you posted about I, that recently. I, I still do it. My point is the narrative changed that these radio knuckleheads right. injured a first responder hero. And now we're like, oh, great. Yeah, that's what we're going to well, do now. And we have video proof that nothing happened. Uh, it, see, there's a whole other element to this. It turns out that the guy that shot our videos, 
the guy that did all of our stunt video, he had a video production company on the side, but he was a firefighter. Was he Hillsborough County or was he was he Tampa? I think he's city, but I don't know. Okay, he he was a firefighter who owned this video company. So we technically had a firefighter on the scene who set up the we had four cameras going and it was his video evidence that was that would have used to if it really right. fell or not fell all right so oh. let's talk about the firefighter for a second and again i have the utmost respect for first responders here but again uh this to me my opinion is that this was kind of squirrely or or a little, little hinky here the claim of the firefighter injuring himself it wasn't like he was scorched or burned by the fire. It wasn't that there was an explosion and it, it you know blew his eyeball out. The claim was that he tweaked his back when he was rolling up the hoses after the fact. Uh, well, hold on. Showing up and rolling up hoses, isn't that kind of your gig? So then the But if it happens on your property, they can sue your homeowner's the, insurance, the whole, apparently. The whole situation was magnified, amplified, because the firefighter claimed to Tweak his back, right? Which we saw no evidence of that. We had what four cameras, every angle, and in fact, the firefighter who claimed to have injured himself, we actually remember had video of him jumping up onto the truck after oh, yeah. after That's the fact, and then he was on a cell phone. He was making a call. So I don't know if he was like uh, he was booking his hotel oh, reservation. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the guy was close to retirement. Was that sort of the story? Anyway, oh, what uh, a nightmare. Yeah, so that changed the narrative that we we heard a firefighter, which that was just bogus. That was just absolute bull. Ultimately, I think the radio station settled like ten grand or <laughs> something. Now listen, this is this is all my opinion here, folks. But I know what I was part of. I know what I saw. And uh, I think they gave the guy like ten grand. Go away! I, really? I, I, Are you yeah, kidding me? I, I don't think it was on the level. Boy, so, what a nightmare that was. Well, then the state attorney cranks up. The issue was that, unfortunately for us, we had the state fire marshal and all the honchos in town. So that juiced up the story. The state fire marshal's like, these son of a bitches, these you know, <laughs> these schmucks. These total aliens, they're burning stuff up. I want the book thrown at them. And in fact, we had heard who told us that the state fire marshal said, I want those radio clowns to fry for this. I remember that, but we, I don't remember we, who we, told yeah, them. We had heard that and they were out to get us here. We had done so much for the community. We had done fundraisers for fallen officers. We had raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. Remember our T-shirt yeah. sales over the years and. It was weird, man. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had a great relationship with the police and fire and first responders. And then the next thing we know, we're getting, uh, you know, uh, potentially hit with felony arson charges. What do I do? I go hire John Fitzgibbons, you know, who <laughs> there you remember go. Uh, yeah. too, too Pretty for Prison? Yeah. What was her name? Deborah LaFave. Deborah LaFave. Mm, so, you know, John Fitzgibbons, one of the best, you know, former federal prosecutor, you know, great uh, criminal defense attorney. So I retain, I retain John Fitzgibbons. Are you looking and, up Deb Lefebvre pictures yeah, on your no, phone? Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's what she looks like now. <laughs> okay. Remember, wasn't she? Wasn't she having sex with a kid in like the back of some uh, Isuzu rodeo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's a good <laughs> while, egg. While driving around Gainesville or Ocala or something. something like or, crazy. Yeah, and then you guys hired what? Chicken Cacciatore? Uh, <laughs> Who did you guys hire? We hired uh, Ron Cacciatore. Ron, was our yeah, lawyer? Yeah, Ron Cacciatore. That's mm -hmm. right.
And, and uh, what happened? Did you, everything yeah, got settled? Yeah, we worked it all out. You know, listen, Didn't I'm, you have to do community service or something? Uh, community service. I, I, folks, Ten hours of community <laughs> Hang on a minute, guys. You're not going to believe this. I had to make a $10,000 donation. Did you? Part of the settlement. What? I made a $10,000 donation to uh, some fire-related charity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you guys didn't know that, I did, did not you? know, I didn't that, know that. Folks, that is Fox News alert, breaking news right now. I, I had a $10,000 donation. So what, you helped make it go away. Listen, what... what <laughs> well, like the Godfather. Well, well, hang on. What really happened, though, the Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office... They were like thumbing their nose at this. They, they were like, come on, this is not. Uh, it was, you had the state fire folks that were putting pressure on the Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office. The state attorney's office is like, come on, there's really nothing here. You know, there was a whole report on this. I still have all the paperwork. And, yeah. you know, the, the bottom line is we didn't rise to the level of felons. No. I mean, give me a break. Well, watching that snowball was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was all over the trades, the, the radio industry trade magazines, online. It was you know, on local news. It was you know, in the Tampa Trib back then. It was in the St. Petersburg Times back then. I mean, this was a huge story. But what sucked is it was the day before we went on Christmas vacation. It's the last day of, the, the, show. Last day of the show for the year. And I'm on a flight to Vail the next day while all this is festering. No pun intended, none Fester. Taken, none taken. Uh, I'm out there. I'm wondering if this is going to be the last time I'm going to be skiing for like five to seven oh, years. How awful. That I'm going to be like locked up in some, you know, state pen in the you know, start. Just you, having that hanging over your head the whole vacation. You would have so many boyfriends in jail. Oh, uh, I mean, it was so ridiculous. And of course, this whole thing was was put to bed. And, you know, John Fitzgibbons was great. He was the intermediary with the, the state attorney. And then, you know, Ron Cacciatore, uh, he worked with uh, John Fitzgibbons as well. And the whole thing went away. I made the big donation. I think we issued an apology. But again, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean the apology, <laughs> Fester. I didn't mean it. Oh, come on. So that's, take it back. that's the turkey fryer fire. And guess what? I still, since that date, what was that, 2009? That 2009? Uh, eight? Was eight, it eight? Uh, I haven't had a... Parking ticket or speeding ticket since then either. I, I nothing. But Zero. do you fry your turkeys? We That's do. We do. There's you know what? There's nothing like a fried turkey in hundred percent peanut oil. Don't skimp and go for the blend. No, you gotta go you peanut gotta oil. hundred percent peanut oil, and there is nothing like a fried turkey. You know what's crazy though about that stunt? Was that of all this the how many parking lot stunts did we do? I mean that dozens was like and dozens. Yeah. 50? Oh, you know, I mean, Tons. I yeah. think more than we, that. We dropped a car on a piano from a crane. I <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, we... You yeah. dropped a car on my stage during the Frog and Fall concert series. Nobody, nobody does this kind of that stuff. That stuff doesn't I mean, happen. It I mean, sucks. We, there would be like 500 people showing, showing up to the watch... the parking lot. Yeah, to the parking lot to watch a stunt. Remember, like... Pushing Fester out of the van yeah. wrapped in bubble bath. How about, how about golf carts? Remember people driving golf carts all over the place? We and, hit the golf cart with the two we, dummies in well, it? Well, yeah, there, there was an injury... With someone driving a golf cart on the regular road, and I always just thought that was ridiculous. The people that drive golf carts in the neighborhoods oh, I and, love that. And, uh, and on regular roads. And we once did a golf cart safety test. Fester got a golf cart. We put two crash test dummies, and then Fester ran like a big, giant Crown Victoria into the golf cart. 
at like 40 miles an hour and broadsided the thing and made the thing like explode. We I, crashed a car and his head went through the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Man, we, <laughs> the fruit stand, the, the, the laundry mat. We had so many things that we did. Oh, those are the good old days, man. <laughs> that those was amazing. Folks, this is it. This is the MJ Morning Show. That's it? Podcast reunion number one. We're going to do this again. Let's, when? All right. When? Let, when? Let, let, yeah, when? when? Right. That's the thing because you're, you know, we need to do this more often. Listen, it's fun. Stay tuned. We'll do another MJ Morning Show reunion. Listen, maybe we'll even go weekly. Are you waiting to see the response of this? Yeah, maybe. Listen, like I said, we need to get like 4 million downloads. Then we can sell ads. We'll be lucky if we get 40 downloads. <laughs> Faster. Well, listen, we need we need everyone to tell their friends, their family. We need this to go viral and to you know spread, yeah. spread the word. So share and, it, right? That's well, what you said. Well, listen, we're working with uh, Jerry at Radio Influence, RadioInfluence.com, and uh, Jerry Petuck, who we worked with uh, at Clear Channel iHeart back in the day. He has a podcast company now, and that's where we're recording this podcast in beautiful. St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm going I'm to put this into Jerry Petuck at RadioInfluence.com's hands to make this go viral, spread the word. Listen, I've got a, a pretty decent following on Twitter, and you know, well, you I, posted I, about it, and the reaction blew me away it because did. I posted who wants to have an MJ Morning Show return, and the amount of response that I had on Twitter was just off the chart. It was great because I was like fresh. I was like, nobody cares, right? Yeah, nobody cares. But you proved me wrong with that. I mean, Yes, so. I will do another one soon, folks. So stand by, stay tuned, and we'll let you know when the next MJ Morning Show podcast hits. In the meantime, you want to drop us a note, you can go to MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Use that email address, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Is that a real email address? Uh, I got to set that up quickly. Okay, okay. I, uh, no, no, I, I do have. Oh, okay. I, I do have MJMorningShow.com. I mean, I own the website. Uh, I own the MJ Morning Show service mark in the state of Florida. How about uh, that YouTube channel? I, 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 <laughs> That's a different story, man. Yeah, we need to figure out how to get into our old YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, iHeart, when we ended the show, they gave me like a terabyte hard drive of every bit in the computer. You got all my old crank calls? I have everything. I have every crank Ooh. call you ever did, every best of segment. Remember that... We did a best of hour, right, from 5 to 6 a.m. That was cut up material from the day before. Right. All of our vacation uh, audio, because we did best ofs when I did, we took six weeks of vacation. You got a lot of stuff. Every year. I have years and years of all this material, all these segments. Dude, we could put on a morning show and just run rerun material until like 2035. I would listen to that. And the stuff is just fantastic. You know you miss it's, it fast. Come on, I know you sold a bunch of RVs now. Well, but. dude, you're the shelving magnate. Well, I, I love, I'm still in radio part-time, $10 yeah, an hour. Like the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> you're, you're the shelving king of Temple Terrace. Hey, you froggy <laughs> fixtures, baby. You get $10 an hour now? Well, radio? you know, I'm doing uh, well. It is me. It is MJ Todd Schnitt. And Fester and Froggy uh, will do another one. Remember, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. My personal Twitter is at Todd Schnitt. You can also contact me. At T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. That's on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. And hopefully we get a whole bunch of reaction to this thing. Yeah. And we'll be back soon. The MJ Morning Show.
Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 